Are you there? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Awesome. Yeah, baby. Hello. Hello. You order pizza? No pizza here, dude. I'm on a carb-free diet. Paleo <laughs> all the way from me. <laughs> Start that recording. Robert Bodwin, welcome back. Let's welcome cue the music. Between the Furs. Welcome to another edition of Between the Fur. I'm your host, Ken, and it's Mascot Talk. Between the Fur. It's kind of like Between the Sheets, only PG-rated. Yes. <laughs> Between the Fur. Oh, man, there's so many double entendres there that are not appropriate. I'm just going to stay away from it. I went from pro athletics to college athletics, and now I'm a lot more PC correct and appropriate as an administrator than before when I was just simply an entertainer, like you inappropriate entertainers that love to just push the envelope and be like mischievous. That's right. Now you have barriers, lines. You have leashes. That's right. I'm the one holding the leashes and saying, no, don't do that. That's over the line. <laughs> Actually, I very rarely say that. I'm always like this with my entertainers. You guys need to push the envelope anymore. I don't get enough complaints about you people. Oh, I would love to hear that. It's been a long time since I've heard that. I said that twice in the last week to my mascots. Oh, you know what I heard? honest truth. All last year. Well, sorry. Uh, at the end of last year, nearing the end of last year, uh, I was pulled in and said, hey, you've got to kind of tone it back a little bit. We need a little less violence, a little less uh, 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 aggression. Yes, you know, yeah, you got to tone it down a little bit. Kenny, so. not to give myself a plug here, but I just had one of my most successful speeches slash talks slash presentations. They're speeches if you're arrogant, and they are presentations <laughs> if you're not. They're talks if you're creative. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. One of my best speeches. Ah, get it? Self-effacing humor. I'm arrogant. <laughs> I gave one of my best talks last week to the College Football Bowl Association. They were in Houston with 500 of their members from the bowl games hosted around the country. And I presented to the sales and marketing people. And the topic of the uh, presentation was, creating sticky content in the engagement economy that drives sales organically. And the thesis and whole premise of the talk was that the common denominator for entertainment of any kind is sex and violence, and that we must take smart risks and enter the nuance of those concepts. And then I gave him two examples of skits that, ex- that exemplify that can be done in front of a PG audience, in front of a G-rated audience, both of which skits were done by my sons. The one of which a lot of us has done with the identical uh, twin boys, you know, uh, coming up and asking for what they want for Christmas, and the first one gets a truck, and then the next girl asks for something. She gets a Barbie draw. The, the, the next kid comes up, and he says, I want, and Clutch reacts like crazy, like, you want what? And he goes over and he opens the bag and out pops a power dancer. Goes back with the girl, the crowd roars. The kid shakes his head no and says, two. Ah, oh, jeez. Clutch goes back to the bag and picks up a second. What's that joke essentially about? 
It's about threesome sex. And guess what? If done properly in front of a family audience, the nuance of it is cute. Like Pixar Entertainment, it hits the kids on one level. Ha, 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 ha. He likes girls. And it hits the adults on another level. And then violence, the night that Batman versus Superman came out, I put my two boys out there in their Taekwondo sparring gear, threw a Superman costume over one of them on top of the gear, a Batman on top of the other. You can obviously see that they're well-protected, headgear and everything. And then I let them beat the tar out of each other for 60 seconds. The place went bonkers. It turned that reserve NBA white-collar stiff audience into a WWE audience. And why? In the end, what do they do? I call it a draw, and they both punch clutch in the groin. Huge laugh. Both videos go viral. What's that about? It's about violence. But there's nuance. There's ways to do it. And what I would encourage all your listeners and anybody out there in sports entertainment that has to put on a show in front of a live audience of kids and adults is don't be too risk averse. Don't be stupid. But you've got to take risks to make your stuff interesting, entertaining, and relevant. Otherwise, if you, took too, if you take too many smart Oh, risk aversions in the short run, and you avoid risk too much in the short run, it is the riskiest thing that you will do in the long run because you will become irrelevant, uninteresting, and your competitors will pass you by. Now, what are we here to talk about, Kenny? <laughs> I don't know. You just went off there. <laughs> Boom, man. That's how Bodwin does it. RobertBodwin.com to see that speech I'm talking about and my TEDx talk. That's robertbodwin.com or simply mascotexpert.com. That's right. You got super mascot, but I coined mascotexpert.com. As you should. Come on. Oh, we're here to talk about Mascot U. That's right. What, tell me about Mascot U. In fact, wait a second. So, okay, you just talked about, hey, people out there, if you're listening and you're just getting into this or you're, you're trying to figure out how to develop your character and those things. I love, love, love that you said that you reached out to people and are teaching. I've got a, uh, I, I've been talking with a guy right now that is just getting into mascoting, mascoting, and uh, he loves it. He's been telling me of his uh, his experiences as the Easter Bunny, okay. And so he's he's telling me about you know kids coming up to him and the different reactions and things like that and how fun it is and also how the parents are reacting different and how he, he, you know, he's just finding it so interesting and he learning a lot. Up as the Easter bunny? What's that? He dresses up as the Easter bunny. Yes. At a mall. Okay. It's he just... sounds like a weirdo, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> this guy's just, just getting into I'm it. Just <laughs> just your Easter bunny guy. Yeah. Don't get mad at me. That's just who I am. Yeah, no, he's a good guy, and it's funny because uh, he actually uh, mentioned the other day that he is uh, looking forward to or trying to get to Mascot U. Love it. He knows about it already. He knows about it already. He brought it up to me. Why are we talking to me then about this and not him? I'm (laughs) the camp director. I'm a half owner in this, this, this venture. Of course I have good things to say about it. What we really need to hear from is people that have no dog in the race, people that aren't incentive to say good things about it necessarily, but just believe it. 
That's who we should really hear from. I know. We should be reaching out to him. I love you saying that. Thank you for sharing that with me and your listeners. Uh, I really, truly do believe in what we have to offer for uh, aspiring performers, new performers, but also college performers, corporate uh, mascots, and even seasoned pros. We, you know, the last mascot year we did was two years ago. We did it in Houston. We had pros from all five major sports, baseball, football, soccer, hockey, and basketball. We had college mascots, minor league mascots, uh, high school mascots, corporate mascots. We even had a mascot that came all the way down that was eight years old that has done many characters for people around the country at the pro level and uh, his middle school and high school mascot. Um, So there is a wide variety of people that attend this. I think the most valuable thing is not listening to blowhards like me and our other presenters present. (laughs) You're going to find some good nuggets of our experience. Um, I mean, I've been doing this almost as long as you, Kenny. I started in 91 as my high school mascot, uh, went on to do it in college, minor league baseball, radio station, uh, and then ultimately the NBA, the WNBA, and the Arena Football League created an independent character, and now I oversee mascots at the University of Houston. That said, you've got guys like me presenting, guys like David Raymond, uh, the original Philly fanatic, guys like Mark Taylor from the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder and before that the Seattle Sonics, uh, Miguel Vargas, who's the game ops guy at uh, the Carolina Panthers, and before that was Sly the Fox in New Jersey, uh, Rob Whitehall, who was the Coyote for, like, forever. I mean, the guy looks like it, too. He's older than dirt. Um, so, yeah, you're going to hear from some guys that have, you know, a collective 100 years of experience, 20, the, years each. By and the way, all of those guys have been on my podcast. Ha, yes, little, uh, I love that. Little plug for my podcast. A, there is a little secret surprise here that I didn't tell you about. Uh-oh, uh, am I going to have to bleep this out? For. Uh, no, we want you to present at this year's Mascot You, and we want to what? fly you up, and we're hoping that you can find it in your heart and your time uh, to come up and present to the performers. Would you do that for us? Dude, you don't have to, like, Brown, you don't have to say all this stuff because you're on my podcast. No, we do. Glenn and I, <laughs> Glenn Street, the owner of Street Characters, and I decided whether you were going to do this podcast for us or not, um, that we wanted you to be one of this year's speakers. Now, if you didn't do the podcast, we were going to start your presentation out at Mascot U by kicking you in the balls. But <laughs> now we won't do that if you say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, of course, yes. Awesome. Thank you. And that, hey, folks out there listening, Kenny had no idea I was going to ask him that live on air or whatever you call this since it's a replay. Uh, and Ken will get in there and edit out all my curse words. Nope, psych. I don't curse anymore. I learned how to not do that working at a university. Thank you very much. What? Um, but honestly, I was getting to another point besides that ask. The most valuable thing about these experiences at Mascot U is not the uh, lecture, is not the learning you're going to do from somebody experienced like Dave Raymond or myself. It is the lateral learning that you get just from trading stories, brainstorming ideas, the curiosity, the uh, imagination, and uh, the creativeness that is spurred with your fellow peers 
whether it's talking to somebody in another league uh, that has a different perspective on it at the pro level or college mascots getting to talk and brainstorm informally and sometimes formally in our breakout sessions, that's where the real value is. And this year we bring it to you at the Mascot Hall of Fame, the newly opened Mascot Hall of Fame. This place has existed online since 2005, but they just opened the doors within the last couple months. They just had their big grand opening a week or two ago. They opened doors back in December. The thing is like a kajillion square feet. It has amazing interactive uh, exhibits, but it also has many, many mascot artifacts and all the greats that have been inducted uh people like yourself people like casey wolf uh people like the phoenix suns gorilla uh the san diego chicken uh the philly fanatic all these great characters are celebrated with different things as well as the interactives so this is going to be the best year yet because it's the combination of mascot U, which has been around for about five years now uh being hosted at mascot uh, Hall of Fame, but also all tied into the Guinness Book of World Record yearly attempt by Mascots for a Cure, which has been around since 2014, helping kids fighting cancer nationally. So you're really firing on all uh, cylinders here. You're getting to see uh, the Hall of Fame months after it opened. You're getting to hear from great experienced performers. Uh, you're getting to learn laterally. And then you're getting to be part of something that helps kids fighting cancer and, and hopefully get you some press as well as a Guinness Book of World Record. I mean, I can't say enough about it. It's 30 minutes outside of Chicago. We're right off the waterfront where you can see Chicago across the water in Whiting, Indiana. I know that sounds far from Chicago, but it's only a boat ride or a 35-minute drive. That's awesome, man. I've been out there, and I'm looking forward to coming out there. I really appreciate you asking me on air even to get out there for this, but it is really going to be an amazing thing. When is it again? It is happening. Everybody's coming in. It is August 8th and 9th is the Mascot U, August 10th is going to be the Mascots for a Cure Guinness Book of World Record attempt. Uh, I believe everyone's going to come in the night before it all starts on uh, Thursday the 7th. And also we got price points at every level. Like if you're on a budget, right, there are price points here where there's been discounts at times for $299. Our standard price is $499, but there are certain discounts, whether you're a street character's uh, customer, whether you're an early bird special, or the listeners of your podcast. If this podcast gets mentioned, they get the price of two ninety nine. That's the price they get just for listening to Between the Fur. On top of that, we have hotel options with breakfast included at a very low rate for the pros and some of the older guys, but we also have dorm options that are much more inexpensive at $50 a head. So you can stay for $50 a head with breakfast included. So we're not looking to break anybody's bank here. We're just trying to put the best and the greatest learning experience on, networking, conference slash camp slash extravaganza, and all helping kids fighting cancer. If you're a mascot and you're not there, you're square. You're there, <laughs> square. I'm like a rapper and I didn't even know it. I didn't even mean to make that rap until I said, if you're not there you're a square oh that was good you're a natural guy you're a natural i am a mess and to see more of that mess visit robertbodwin.com or mascotexpert.com you see all of my services and clients offered there as well as some of the speeches that 
that I've given to talk about some of this stuff. <laughs> Best self-promoter in the mascot world. Shameless, <laughs> right here. shameless act of self-promotion. The only way to go, man. We got to play our own. Listen, in all seriousness, somebody wants to know how to be a good mascot. You got to be a jack of all trades. You got to be uh, adaptable, and you got to wear many hats. In a creative sense, you need to be a good writer. You need to be your own writer. You need to be a producer, a director, and then a star of your sketches. You need to be a performer and an entertainer and an artist first. And then beyond that, you have to be a good business person. You have to be comfortable marketing yourself, selling yourself, being your own agent and manager, negotiating your own deals, advocating for yourself in a way that doesn't feel or sound arrogant, but that is still effective and captures the value that you're delivering. That's hard. It's not easy to do. A lot of times it's a lonely job. You feel like you're on an island. A lot of times you feel like a necessary evil. Like, why can't everybody just get that? I really just want to put the fans first and do the best, most funny entertainment as possible. I'm not trying to make anybody mad. The goal is never to offend somebody. But I will tell you, in an entertainment fact, this is just fact, any great bit that the masses loved, 18,000 people roared with laughter or cheered, there's going to be a few complaints out there. The very thing that made that bit great is the very thing that made a few people feel uncomfortable. It was either too violent, too sexual, too this, too that, too something. The very thing that made it too, that made everybody laugh, T-O-O, is the very thing that's going to get you a letter or two. And I just hope that management, each time they're confronted with those things, approaches it reasonably, and most do, right? You get one or two complaints, but 18,000 people cheered, okay, Send that fan a free T-shirt and thank you for your feedback. But I don't know that you change policy. No, and that's what I—that's what I'm glad to hear. There's so many times when it's changed policy because of the one person. Ah, it drives me crazy. I did a bit one time early on, early on, where I did a video of uh, you know bumping into a referee and 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 in live and the referee calling a foul on me. And I'm like, what? You can't call a foul on the mascot. Well, let's go to the replay, you know, so they go up to the screen, they show the replay and it's like, you know, uh, it's just, it's just Uh my character just annihilating uh, a referee. Where he like, yeah, Rocky dummy doll and bangs it all over the place. Yeah. Running them over with a lawnmower, all that. And then, oh yeah. Then one lady, you know, she writes in, she's like, we'll never come back to another game. That was so violent. And uh, luckily the guy at the time that was the president of the company, Tim Lywicki, uh, good guy. He wrote this lady back. He showed me the email. He goes, yeah, sorry. You had a bad experience. You know, uh, Hey, we hope to have you back and everything, but just on a side note, your kids are going to see more violence on Saturday morning cartoons than they'll ever see at our games. Thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, that's great to hear a story like that. I'm glad you got supported. And I think a lot of management wants to do that. One of the things, of as entertainers and performers and I know I've been guilty of and I'm serious about this on a, on a serious note is sometimes we don't get that re- response and support from management and we kind of extrapolated to I'm never supported 
Um, but they might just be having a bad day. They might be under budget crunch time. They might have just gotten five other complaints about other stuff. They might be stressed out in their personal life. None of us make perfect decisions. So one of the things I try to remind myself is I don't always uh, communicate and react with measure, and I have to allow that in others. And if I ever do get, say, you know, uh, somebody that overreacts and say, don't do that anymore because I got this complaint, I, I'm trying with age to take a breath, count to 10, and then consider why that's being said. Was it a really uh, expensive donor or a high-dollar seat person that complained as opposed to maybe somebody not spending a fraction of what they are? Uh, is there a certain climate that's happening? I know when the Me Too climate first came in, that was very sensitive and politically charged and everything kind of clamped down a little bit. So there's so many things to consider, um, and I would tend to think like, oh, my creativity is being stifled. I can't do anything. <laughs> um, and oftentimes that just wasn't the case, right? It was this one thing in this specific instance, and I need it as an entertainer to um, contain that and not start making all these, well, if I can't do this, then can I do that? No, just listen to exactly what I was told, and that's it. Don't extrapolate it out further. Very wise. You know, now, uh, you know, with with a little age on me, uh, I, I've actually tried to curve that a little bit and, and, and look at it as if, hey, you know what? Look, this is just a challenge for me to take it and, 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 and push myself in another direction, get creative in a nif- different way, because there's there, I don't need to be stuck in my old ways. I don't be you know, don't be stuck. So, you know, have an open hey, mind. Hey, listen, from an outsider, you've never been stuck. You're like the water that runs through the Grand Canyon, man. You've always adapted and figured out a different way and eroded, you know, them down. If you get told no one way, I feel like you always channel it, and you're pretty uh, limber and agile performer uh, with a diverse array of tricks. You're not a one-dimensional performer or character. Uh, of all the people, I think there's usually, I say, 125 people in the, the business, in this country that do this full-time year-round uh, as their own only source of income. Uh, you are one of the few ones that I would actually use the word artist to describe. Uh, your talent, your arsenal has been very diverse. It's not just, oh, he's really good at skits, but not working the crowd. Or, oh, he's really good at working the crowd and being witty and interactive and improv and banter, but not so great at the skits or the video skits or the stunts uh, or being topical. You've kind of always had, or the, 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 the physicality of dunking. Um, you know, like when you broke your back. Uh, those t-shirts, by the way, Rocky's back, and it's a picture of Rocky's back, one of the famous plays I've ever seen. Um, I mean, you've always done that very well. Uh, I think some of us, you know, have more one-dimensional talents, and we get a little bit more stuck, like, oh, I don't know what to do now, or I'm being, you know, stifled. Uh, but, I mean, that's the trick, right? And we're, yeah. we're all trying to keep it fresh. We don't want to be told no just because there are one or two uh, – you know, naysayers, but at the same time, there's so many different options out there, so many different things that you can do. I hate to see people get bogged down in the and stuck in what they get told no on or, or complained about. It's you tough, can. though. It's tough not to. <laughs> it is, yeah. and I think it's, it's, a, it's a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, everywhere, in yeah. other professions as well. Um, and also, you know, 
we just don't have a huge support network. You know, there's not mascot departments of five people. It's saying the same thing. It's a mascot saying one. Well, we got to keep it interesting. Eh, I'd rather keep it safe. Well, <laughs> do you really mean that? I don't think you really mean that because safe is cute and cute is deaf. Right. And right. that is boring. They don't really want that. It's very wise. Hey, so, so Robert, I got to wrap this up. I got some people. Mascotu.org. 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 August 8th and 9th in Whiting, Indiana. Visit robertbodwin.com or mascotexpert.com. Listen to this podcast all the time, every time. <laughs> Man, I'm just going to hire you. <laughs> boom! Boom! I'm not just self promoting. I'm going to put you I'm on my list. <laughs> yeah, baby! <laughs> Roll, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're a nut. I love you, man. <laughs> oh, I need a nap. I'm going to go get a nap now. <laughs> hey, oh, I got to pick up my two sets of twins. I feel like I got 38 kids now, but there's only two sets of twins. Oh, might as well be 38. All right, brother. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> all right. Kenny and all your listeners, keep listening and keep mascotting. Power to the fair. Right on, right on, brother. Later. All right, peace.